0: deplorable nation a podcast where your voices can be heard where things that affect you and your family are important because it's important to all of us every one of us matters and everybody has a voice we're going to be bringing you news current events and throw in a lot of humor and then you decide for yourself everyone and welcome back to another episode of deplorable nation. I'm your host deplorable Janet. This is lucky episode number 71 and today I have a special friend that I met via social media on Instagram and I always thought her posts were funny and she does a lot of funny videos that I really enjoy <clears throat> before I get to mention her and you guys get to meet her just want to give a shout out again to my good friend Shannon with Campfire Blend Coffee if you like coffee I strongly suggest that you guys go uh, check out her merchandise there's four different kinds of coffee she's working on some new blends for the holidays she also has the whiskey coffee rub so check that out campfire blend coffee it's campfireblend.com you can follow them on instagram as well or you can follow her personal account at creative light 16 so anyways for the listeners today this lovely lady has agreed to join me and i'm so happy about it because i think she's cool as shit so anyway welcome miss kim how are you I am good, thank you. How are you? Fabulous, fabulous. It's a beautiful, lovely, windy day here. Uh, how about you?
1: Uh, I am doing really good. It's it's nice here in Arizona. I'm, I want winter to come. I want it to snow. That's the kind <laughs> of weather I like.
0: Unfortunately,
1: I don't get to live in a state or a place that gets much of that, but
0: that's I will okay. I will be more than happy to send any snow we get your way. I will gladly accept it. Fantastic. <laughs> so tell the listeners a little bit about you, my dear. Okay,
1: well, let's see. I was born in Arizona. Um many, many years ago. I'm old. Um Me too, and I, I have two it. grown daughters. <laughs> I have two grown daughters, um, three grandchildren that I just adore. One, my youngest is six months old, so that's fun.
0: Mm -hmm. And my
1: oldest is 10, and then I have a middle one. But, um, yeah, I just, you know,
0: living my life
1: the best I can in this crazy world.
0: So let me ask you a question. Have you always been the type of person to question things or did something happen to bring you to that? No, I question things. I do. I question,
1: I question everything. I mean, especially nowadays, you know, you can't believe anything you hear or half of what you see.
0: Very true. So you have (laughs) to question, you have to question everything. So, how is it uh, in the area that you live in, in Arizona, as far as mandates and mask and all that stuff goes? How is that?
1: Well, we, we are a red state, but I, unfortunately, I think it's more moving towards the blue. I'm hoping that that's not going to be the case once people open their eyes, but um, I, I don't think... Well, my husband, he does not, he did they haven't mandated it for him yet. Right. So, and as far as the, as far as the masks, we, uh, if you want to wear them, if you don't, don't. So what does your husband I think do? He is a solar electrician.
0: Gotcha. So he installs solar. So he's outside yes. most of the time. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and neither one of us have caught the virus, so that's good. Fingers crossed that don't happen.
0: Right, absolutely. But, you know, there's things everybody can do to, like, help prevent it and to, and to take care of it if it does happen. So are you guys right. in a panic about it? Or are you okay? Oh, no, we're okay. We're okay. Yeah, I mean... I've
1: never gotten a flu shot and I can count on my hands how many times I've had the flu. And I think the last time I had, it was 10 years ago. I tried to, you know, be healthy, take your vitamins, do all the right things. Right. I mean, just with any illness, if you're not healthy, you're going to get sick.
0: Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because um, somebody had made a post yesterday on Instagram and it was about, a medication that the United States just bought billions of dollars of and it's for smallpox it's treatment for smallpox and i thought wait a minute so that's going to be a thing coming obviously if we're stockpiling this medication and as a child i was given the smallpox vaccine now do you remember when they said, oh, we eradicated smallpox? Or, you know, like polio? No, or... I don't. Yeah. And it's right. It, it made me laugh because it was like, wait a minute. I thought you've told us for decades that you have done away with smallpox and polio and all of these other diseases that they make us get vaccinated for. And now they're buying billions of dollars of surplus of a medication to treat smallpox. And I was like, Hmm, is that another one of the stories that we've been told? I decades? I know what you're talking about. But I actually <laughs> saw that.
1: Yeah. I saw that post too. And I heard that Mr. Gates is the one who, you know, cause he, him and Fauci are but buddy. besties, obviously. And I, Yeah. Yeah. And I strongly believe that this was a plannedemic. They planned it.
0: Oh, definitely. They they
1: did. I I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. And I have, you know, family who listens to the mainstream media. Of course, I no longer talk to them because of what they voted for. And I I just think it's I, I it just makes me sad that people don't question everything. Right. You know, like you need to, you don't, these people are lying to you. They're lying to you. Right. Could you imagine? I mean, I, I know my, I myself would be like, if I hear I'm believing all this stuff and then I found out they lied to me, I would be pissed
0: off. Right. Absolutely. You know? And why do you think it is but that a people lot of just, why do you think a lot of people, um, don't realize that they've been lied to, or don't um, don't want to think that they've been lied to. Why do you I, think that is? They don't want to feel like fools. Maybe you know. I, I don't know. I really
1: don't know because I remember when I, you know, like with Trump, I wasn't a big Trump fan, but I don't vote to date somebody. Right. I vote for their policy. You know, and yeah, he said some bad things and he wrote some bad or mean tweets, whatever. That's not the point. And now, and my dad, I mean, when he first ran, my dad took me to vote to make sure I voted for him. Uh And then all of a sudden he flip-flopped his decision. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Well, I do understand why he did, but, you know. Um, and I really didn't, I always watched the news, but I guess I just didn't watch worldwide until the COVID started. Right. And my husband's like, you need to pay attention to what's going on. You need to pay attention to this. So that's where I started paying attention. And now at times I wished I didn't because everything's <laughs> so scary, Right. but I'm glad I'm aware.
0: So would so, you say that your? are I don't know. It's um, just frustrating. Would you say that your husband is like, um, like a conspiracy theorist, like me? No. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, no. But I, it's funny because you say the conspiracy theorist thing, and I don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theorists, but our conspiracy theories. But the more, you know, every day they're coming true. Right. All these theories are, you know, being brought to light. So...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And see, the good say... thing is
0: I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I consider myself to be a teacher of knowledge.
1: Perfect. That's perfect way to say it. Yes.
0: So, so he, your husband's really in tune to things, though.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's like you... he
1: knows everything. He doesn't get on social media, but he knows everything that goes on. And I like, he'll come home and I'll be like, Hey, do you hear this? He's like, Oh yeah, I already know. I'm like, how do you know? You're not even on social media. <laughs> Cause he listens to, you know, uh, daily wire, Ben Shapiro, all those people. So he knows, he knows all everything. I, I feel it's kind of, spe- yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like when I get to tell him something that he don't know, I'm like, ha ha. I got to know first. You're like, yay, <laughs> not, me. There's not a competition. Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: But you know what's funny about yeah. that is my husband is the same way. Um, he completely got off of all social media, um, like the first part of the year. And he gets his stuff not only from podcasts, but he also um, picks up things from like LinkedIn or, you know, or different sources like that, or like little emails that he'll get things of that nature. And so every day it's kind of like, a like a contest in our house to see who knows what and who heard what story. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah,
1: pretty much. (laughs) So tell me,
0: so tell me like, um, how did you meet your husband and what's the story behind that? Well, I met my husband in high school, so we were
1: high school sweethearts and um, we actually broke up for a small period of time after high school and um I was pre- actually pregnant, but he didn't know i met and I met him through my best friend on a blind date and because he she was dating his best friend, so anyway, you know, and of course, he broke my heart and all that stuff. And so he left and then he came back to town and he started asking my best friend about me. And, but he knew I had a baby, but he didn't put two and two together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he was, he was actually, um, in high school, he was really big. He was a big guy, like, I want to say 300 pounds and he, but he's, you know, he's tall. He's like six two. But, um, so he lost all this weight. He went up and lived in the mountains in gray mountain, which is up past Flagstaff. And so I was at a bar and, uh, or a nightclub, whatever you want to call it. And, um, there was this guy that was really good looking. And I saw from across the room and he was like flirting with me to come here. And, and, um, finally, when I did went over there, it was him. And I didn't recognize him because he had lost 150 pounds, uh-huh. um, or was it a hundred? He'd lost a lot of weight <clears throat> to where it was an unrexable. Anyway, my rule when I would go out to the nightclubs when I turned 21 was uh, who I went to the bar with is who I went home with, just right. so you know. Um, so I tried to make that rule. Well, of course, I ended up going home with him that night. And then when he saw our daughter and realized he was the father, he was really pissed at me because I didn't tell him, but I'm like, you left me. Why am I going to not going to make you want to stay with me for, you know? Right. So, you know, and now we've been married
0: for 31 years. That's, that's fantastic though. And I love stories like that, where people just kind of like, you know, like stay together and come together and, You know, even if you lose each other for a while, because we went through that as well. And it's so cool when the universe like puts you back to where you're supposed to be. So do you feel like, right. um, I actually. He's your soulmate.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's my best friend. Yeah. You know, it's like when I first met him and I was 16, 17 years old, I remember telling my grandma. That i met the person i'm gonna marry and everyone was like kind of laughed at me because you know i was 17 years old um but it's true it's that's how it happened and then when he asked me to marry him i remember we went to see my cousin Vinny at the drive-in you remember that mm-hmm. movie oh yeah with joe pesci yeah okay so we were, we went to see that and and he asked me to marry him. And I was like, you know what, ask me when you're, when you're sober. Cause he was really drunk. Right. I was just like, ask me when you're sober. <laughs> and the first, and so of course the next morning, the first thing he said to me, when he woke up was, will you marry me? So I was like, okay, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been, yeah, you know, of course, like anybody who's been married that long, <clears throat> um, we've had our, you know, ins and outs, we were separated
0: for a small time. And then we came back together. And here we are now. Yeah, because marriages, marriages work. And a lot of people, I think, really, really give up too easily in a relationship, even it, even if it's just a friend relationship, people give up so easy when there's a bump in the road. And it it is a lot of work and you have to work on you know, communicating properly and, you know, like vibing with each other and understanding where the other person's coming from. And, you know, it it is, it is work, but it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. I mean,
1: cause that was me. I was so sad when we were separated, it was like, you know, here my kids are getting older they've moved out we got grandkids we're supposed to be sharing these experiences together and i mm-hmm. that, it made me sad that that we didn't have that so right. i'm glad that you know i'm glad that we fixed it and i tried to get a divorce from him i tried i said i can sign the paper for you because i know how to sign his name really well <laughs> and he's like no no i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it <laughs> and uh he just did never did and i'm thankful that he didn't you know right. he get, because like he never gave up on me even when i gave up on myself many times mhm so and i think he's just, I think, he's a
0: great guy i think though that's that's so important because you have to be in each other's corner and you have to have each other's back and you know when when one person is down the other person's job is to pick them back up And to build them back up to where they need to be.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and even, like I said, even in friendship situations, I think that's extremely important. And I think there's not enough of that anymore. There's not enough people that, you know, want to be or need to be supportive of other people or, you know, they don't feel like it's their job to build somebody else up. And I personally love doing that. That's one of my favorite things.
1: Is building somebody up.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, and
1: the, and you should. And the people should. You should. I mean, people. You absolutely should. I agree with you. I mean, I get it's just. It's, you know, some people just don't want to fight. It's just so easy to be like, "Oh, I'm done," and walk right. away.
0: Right. Because we live, sit there
1: and fight for it.
0: Yeah, because we kind of live in one of those instant gratification. Uh, civilizations, and so you know, if if you can't have what you want right now, then it's not worth fighting for. And that's not me. I'm, right, I'm like a long haul person, and so I've even had friends that you know were like, "Oh, well, don't you can't I don't want you to tell me that that you'll always be here because that's usually not the case." But I'm one of those people. And I joke about this all the time, like I call myself a leech, because if if I love you enough to allow you in my friend circle, then you're literally stuck with me, like, forever. Right. <laughs> right. In a good absolutely. way. Absolutely. In a good way. In a very good way. Right. I'm like the See, super glue. Yeah, I agree. I...
1: Yes, absolutely. That's, that's a good thing just like my best friend that you know introduced me to my husband there was a time when we didn't talk was, and i I understand why because you know brian and i were separated and she didn't want to be in the middle of it because you know she was both of our friends right so we didn't you know we didn't talk for a little bit and but i always knew that i could call her no matter what that mm-hmm. she would be there for me right and then we had a friend that uh that actually killed herself, I think it was like five or six years ago. And um when she died, I'm the one that, you know, got a called Terry and I was like, okay, we can't we gotta stop this fight because Julie and I were fighting and she killed herself. So I don't want that to happen, you know you know what I mean?
0: So it's very sad. It's very sad and unfortunate. How did that affect you emotionally when that happened? Uh, I was very sad. I was very sad because
1: Julie and I, I mean, we, we met like our first day in uh, freshman year in high school. And I remember it was, I think it was like English class or something. And there was some guy that I thought was cute. And I'm like, hey, can you pass this note to him? And so that, and so we became friends and um, we, you know, we stayed friends for all that time of course but then we got into a fight and we were I was being petty and she was being petty and I I mean I blame myself more because I should have been the bigger better person but I definitely learned that I will not let that happen again
0: right no matter how angry I am at somebody and I think that's so important too is every everything that happens in life and I'm I'm a firm believer in this and I talk about this all the time that everything that happens to you should always be a learning lesson always and absolutely and and a and a a means for growth and by you recognizing the message in that um, kudos to you because a lot of people don't don't see those lessons and or don't follow those lessons so you know, I'm very proud of you for doing that. And, you know, suicide it's, yeah, is so life, common. It is.
1: You know, though, what's really weird is I didn't know a lot. I mean, I have not had too many people kill themselves in my life. Julie was the first person that I was close to that killed herself, And my kids have known so many people who have took their own lives. Right. And it just, it breaks my heart that, that that happens. Yeah. And then after, you know, after Julie died, I asked, it is, it absolutely is. And it's just sad. But then after um, Julie killed herself, then I, you know, I had two other people kill themselves. People right. that I'd known for a while, so it's it's very unfortunate. I couldn't even. I just I couldn't imagine doing it. And she has she tried, she tried many times to do it, and this time she succeeded. So it's very so did, sad. Did
0: she very struggle? Hard-likely. Did she struggle from depression?
1: She or did. She, like that. She did. She. Um. I mean, I think you know, way back when when we were in high school she had bipolar before it was a a diagnosis right before it was so it was known so and then um and she had thought she was and she was this rich little girl who got everything she wanted so I'm sure that impacted it a little bit but then once her her mom died and her dad had already passed and she just kind of gave up but she'd finally you know she got married she had found the guy that loved her he treated her great but she just and she killed herself on christmas Eve of all days
0: right and that's so uh, that's the that's yeah, the thing crazy. that yeah and that's the thing that a lot of people um have to think about you know even though like people from the outside looking in at these, at the people that struggle with depression, anxiety, um, mental health diagnosis is that you never know what's going on in somebody's life. And, and she may have had um, emotional trauma that she just did not ever overcome because she may have not ever had anybody to Uh, talk to about it and to work through her issues and you don't always have to do that with a quote therapist you just have to find somebody that's your person that can talk to you that can reason with you calm you down because if you think about it in the aspect that um, the thing to do now is push everyone into therapy all the kids are going to therapy and you know, that's like this big thing now and put them all on medication. But how many times do you think happens where a person goes to see a therapist and they are absolutely not comfortable sharing with a with stranger what their deepest, darkest problems are? Where they would tell oh, a course. friend. Yeah. And right. so- I'm not. A yeah. Fan. And that's what
1: makes me sad. Cause
0: go ahead. I'm sorry, but no, go ahead. I forgot. I
1: was going to, um, I, I can't remember what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> go, you go first. <laughs> okay. You said it makes you sad, but for me. Um, oh, oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it yeah, makes me ahead. sad. Cause had I been talking, it makes me sad because had I been talking to her, mm. maybe I could have helped. Right because I was being petty for a stupid reason honestly I can't even tell you why we were fighting right but and the person that contacted me to let me know um told me that you know that she loved me and that um she wanted to talk to me and you know I blocked her or whatever but Mm -hmm. yeah it's sad it's very sad
0: Yeah. And I sad situation, especially kids in that situation, you know, where, where they're so depressed and so sad. And even in times now with, with adults and whatnot, I think they believe that they are completely alone. And I just want to say, you're never alone. Uh, If you Find me on social media or whatnot. I am always happy to talk to somebody because you should never have to feel like there's nobody in your corner or that you have no right. One to talk and it to. always
1: gets and it always gets better, right? You know, it always gets better. It will get better, right? But I don't think Julie. Like I said, Julie. You know, she didn't get along with her brother. Her brother was uh, older than her by like, I don't know, 15 years. And so they didn't get along. And she literally didn't have anybody. I mean, when I went to the funeral, it's like her brother set up, you know, on one side of the, the chapel. And then the friends with her husband on the other side of the chapel and once it was over nobody went up to the brother and said oh we're sorry because they got up there and said bad things about her like right. why would you do that she's gone right you know you're probably the reason she killed herself
0: right to and a there. lot of,
1: i mean they were horrible just so horrible
0: and a lot of people um have that especially now where everything is so polarizing that Uh, you lose family members, you lose friends. Uh, I mean, and, and it's usually over something dumb. Like my mom does not speak to me anymore because I took a trip in January to DC. And it's like, you're a terrorist. I'm done with you. Don't ever talk to me again. And I'm like, but I went for work because I'm a podcaster and I talk about news and current events and things like that. And I'm like, that's my job. And it but it was like, nope, because you have these political beliefs, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I think there's a lot of people in that boat where even with the uh jibby jabby, you know, some family members are just whole hog on board with that. And if you feel differently, there's a lot of tension and a lot of families have been separated because of things like that or because of you know whatever yeah. reason simple stuff just viewpoints and right personalities. yeah that's
1: how it is that's how it is with my dad and sister I no longer talk to them
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: because who they voted for right. um but my sister she I don't think she votes I don't think she can because she's a felon but her boyfriend who I think is a felon too, so he can't vote. But anyway, that don't matter because you know the dead vote, um, right? <laughs> he, you know, but um, he is a was a raging liberal, and so he got my dad to turn. And I'm like, and my dad's sitting there telling me, "Oh, Biden's a good guy. He's going to save us." And I'm like, You're "What?
0: You're like, and, have you looked and into my dad and his I history? have never
1: had the <laughs> right." I know, I know. This is what I don't understand. And I was all, are you kidding me? Like what 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 world are you in that mm-hmm. you're believing this? So after that, I was just and we have never gotten along. Never because he is just not a good person to me. Right. I as you noticed, I don't know if you noticed my post yesterday, the, the post that I sent. Mm-hmm. But um I posted that. I said, um, you know, I know there are people who follow both me and my sister. And so, cause you asked my dad how he likes paying high prices for literally everything because my dad is so tight when it comes to money. Right. And I said, and also, and also let him know that I still hate him for everything he did to my mother. Mm-hmm. He was a horrible husband to her and he did her very dirty. And I still, I've have never gotten over that. So I think him flip-flopping on his political beliefs is what kind of just pushed me over the edge. My family is very toxic and I have to, and I am like my father. I am exactly, I am my father's daughter. I am selfish. I'm inconsiderate. I can be all of those things, but I wake up every day and say, I'm not going to be that way. So I have, i I have to fight not to be that way. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, and I, yeah, and I'm, and I would rather not be, you know, that way. I, I want to be a good person. I don't want to be like him.
0: And so I'm like, I'm done. I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. And removing anything toxic in your life is always a step in the right direction. And it doesn't make any difference. If it's a family member, if it's a friend, if you work at a toxic employer or anything like that, removing that stuff from your life helps you to be a better person because then you're not in the shit mood anymore because you're around people that make you feel that way. So exactly. Kudos. Exactly.
1: Because they're miserable. Yeah. They're miserable people. They just sit there and feel sorry for themselves and think everybody owes them something. And it's not, it's not like that. Like my, with my, my parents were very strict with me growing up. Very strict. I mean, I grew up in, I had a good childhood. Um, they were, my mom was a great parent. My father was a good provider. He was not a good father. Um, So, and I got my ass beat when I was in trouble. You know, I got backhanded. I got switched, all that stuff. My sister never got nothing. She got everything she ever wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, they would shop at all the merry-go-round, all the really fancy stores for her. And for me, it was always like, oh, sis, we're sorry. Or my mom, not my dad, but sis, we're sorry. I'm going to have to miss your birthday this year because money's tight. I'm like, mom, it's not a big deal. I don't care. But Angie, my sister, got everything, everything she wanted, and she never got her ass beat for nothing. And here we are, 40-something years later, and she's still living with my dad, doing absolutely nothing. So, I mean, you could just see. And I know know people get upset and be like, oh, you shouldn't spank your kids. No, you should spank your kid. That's what's wrong with
0: society today.
1: Because these kids have never had their ass beat. They've never been told no. They get a participation award. No,
0: right? no, I do not agree with that. 100,000% I agree with that. And the, the issue with your sister is that she has been so conditioned throughout her life that she's entitled, that she deserves everything and she deserves money and she deserves a place to live and she deserves the finer things in life. And so it conditions her to be in that place where she doesn't have to put forth any effort and work toward anything. And that in itself, is a, it creates a toxic person because they have a sense of complete and total entitlement. And I don't have to do anything because everyone else is going to provide it for me my husband has a yeah. sibling that is the exact same way never was picked on by the parents never was punished for anything and she still to this day as an older adult is is completely the same where it's like she has to live off of other people constantly because she was given so much that she never learned how to fend for herself or do for herself. If there's not somebody there, to
1: yeah, my sister has, of,
0: she'll never make it.
1: Right. Right. And my sister's never had a job. Right. I mean, she maybe has worked six years, six months of her life and she's 40 mm-hmm. something years old. Right. And she's never had a job. Yeah. And I'm guilty. I mean, she was, you know, she's seven years younger than me. So, I mean, I've enabled her too. I mean, there were times when I helped her, that it affected my family,
0: with, oh, m- you know, my kids definitely. growing up, Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, and it's like, but she doesn't see it that way. She just does not see it that way. And when my mom was sick and in the hospital and we were fighting too, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were fighting because. She told me I forgot where I came from. No, I did not forget where I came from. But the lifestyle they were living is not where I came from. Right. Like I said, my dad, you know, my dad worked. They were good providers. um, But my dad grew up very poor. So he was very tight with his money. Right. They had their house paid off by the time they were 25. All this stuff. Then when my grandfather died, the day I got married, um, it kind of like broke my dad because that was kind of like his father and
0: wait wait did you just say your grandfather died okay. the day you got married yes yeah oh for the love yeah. of Pete that talk about some trauma yeah Goodness yeah sake.
1: And it was like it's weird because it was it was um like three three to four minutes after I got married, like he was just waiting for me to get married, to know that I was going to be okay. And then he died. I know it's weird. So weird that it happened like that. But, um, so anyway, my, and then my grandma passed away, but this was, I think probably nine years later, eight years later, she left my mom enough money to live very comfortable for like three to six years. It -hmm. was gone in six months. My dad love gambled it and put it up his nose, right? Yeah, yeah. So he lost everything from from that problem. And then when I moved away when I after we got married, and we moved to Seattle, and I'm so grateful for my husband that he took me out of that environment, because he knew he knew it was toxic for me, took me out of it. And my mom started doing drugs with my dad. And I think it's because she figured if you can't beat them, join them. Right. And my sister was old enough, you know, and I was out on my own. And so she just started doing drugs with my dad. And of course she died because she ended up having a heart attack and being put in the hospital for a month. And I lived in Vegas at the time with my kids, they were little and I was a grocery store manager, raising two little kids but I had to be the one to come down to Arizona and I would fly down. I would leave like Thursday after work. I'd come down to take care of my mom in the hospital. And I would stay Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. I'd fly back home on Sunday, be to work on Monday. And it did that whole rotation for a month. Right. And then I had to finally pull the plug on my mother who was coherent and she knew what was going on she had a tube in her throat she didn't want to live like that she kept telling me just pull the plug let me go and the funny thing about that is she always told me when i was like 16 17 year olds i want you to be in charge because i know you'll do the right thing for me right because if my dad and my sister had the way she would still be in a nursing home with a tube down her throat right and um so I, i pulled the plug on her and my dad and my sister were never there they're never there janet they were out doing drugs and my dad was out screwing whoever because that's what he did to my mom and right. now he just sits on the couch saying how much he misses her well you should have thought about that when she was here right you should have spent the time with her when she was here i'm so, yeah, a yeah i have <clears throat> yeah Exactly. But you hear him and he's like, Oh, we had a wonderful relationship. No, you didn't.
0: Right. I remember my mom taking
1: me, you know, at midnight to go look for him with different girls. Right. It's like it's just crazy. But just crazy.
0: And yeah. your, Your parents grew up in a in a completely different era too. And they probably were of that mindset that you can't get divorced because it's not acceptable. And so you stay together and you have to deal with that and just just be and just basically go through the motions every day even though you know you have a spouse that's a complete and total dirt ball. They they didn't believe in right. divorce back then. So well, how I don't
1: know about that because I th- go ahead. I think that I My mom did get divorce papers or whatever, but, like, my dad would move... My dad moved this girl in that he met at a bar with him and my mom, okay? And my mom... We Actually, we were living in an apartment, and then my mom was like, you know, I don't know why I'm paying rent. I have a house I could go live in. So she moved back into the house when him and his girlfriend were living there. And then um, my dad actually, I guess the girl probably talked to him or whatever. I don't know. They, and then my dad ended up buying a trailer and then that's when they, then him and Judy went to live in the trailer and my mom lived in the house, but my dad was always having affairs. And my mom was just, she said she, she couldn't live without him. She couldn't live with them, but she couldn't live without him was her, her term. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But I sit there and I watched that. And I was like, I am not going to have that kind of marriage. I'm just right. not going to do it.
0: Absolutely. You know, you're
1: not going to cheat on me. And I will not live the life that my mother lived. So so, so when we were fighting and I came down and she was, like, she was so excited that I'd come down. And I'm like, Mom, of course I would come down. She goes, but you were mad at me. Well, just because I'm mad at you, I still love you. You mm-hmm. know, I'm always right. going to be here for you. I'm, I'm not going to, You know, I'm not them over there.
0: So So. how did how did that affect you? Like having to pull the plug on your mom, how did that affect you? You
1: know, I do not wish it on anybody. I don't, and it was horrible. And I think I, well, I know I don't think I know I lost my mind and I went crazy and I did a lot of stupid stuff and i almost ruined my family for it and it took me a long time to fix myself to where i could forgive myself for you know whatever but it wasn't my none of it was my fault and i had to come to terms with that right. i think right i did what my mom wanted and i remember when we moved back to arizona when we moved to prescott which this really pissed me off too, because I've um, I have a caregiver background and that's, I love to, so I love to take care of people. Well, I took care of my husband's aunt when she was dying. She, they lived with us in Vegas and his aunt, she was just the sweetest lady ever. And she told my mother-in-law that she finally felt like she belonged. She finally felt like she had a family and she had a daughter because I took care of her. So then After my mom dies, we moved back to Arizona so I can take care of my father-in-law because he was sick with cancer. And um, it kind of bothered me like, okay, so now I get to go take care of your family again when I didn't get to take care of my mom. But But it, see, how can I say it? It wasn't, it's not like Brian said, oh, you're going to do this. I'm the one that said, this is what we need to do. So it, right. it was me and it was just me and my crazy mind, my defective mind, because my family is so screwed up that that's how I thought that, you know, shame on me for not taking care of my But I did take care of my mom. I did what I could. I couldn't do anything else. Right. Um, and I did what she wanted. And so when I moved back here, I remember having a dream about her. And I said, Oh, mom, I thought you were mad at me. And she's like, I am not you. I am so proud of you. You took care of me You did everything I wanted to do. And once I had that dream, it kind of clicked me back, you know, back into reality. But of course, it still took me many, many years to get back to, to get to be happy again. Right.
0: And that's, yeah, you know, but I'm so proud of you. And for um, the strides and the leaps and bounds that you've come because you have literally had so much trauma in your life and it, for people there are some people out there that have never had to deal with any kind of trauma and it's really hard for them to understand the emotional toll that it takes on you and what a bad place that it puts you in when especially for the people like you who have experienced repeated trauma over and over and over and over and over again and that's like what you um almost get used to and that's that's like part of you and part of your human psyche and you just get to that point where you're so overwhelmed because you're like oh for the love of pete what the hell is going to happen next you know like all these people around me are dying or all these people around me things are happening that are of a bad nature and it's really difficult to overcome that and to pull yourself out of that so i'm very proud of you for doing so because it is very difficult and especially this you know not minimalizing anything that you've been through, but especially this situation with your mom and being a caregiver and having to be put in that situation where you are literally responsible for life and death of somebody. It's extremely, right. extremely difficult to have to go through and to have to um, be strong enough to make that decision in the first place. It's not a great place to be.
1: Yeah, it is. It's not, it's a very dark place. And my dad, that's, and I told him I should have never had, you should have been the one that was doing that. That's your mm-hmm. wife. You right. should have been the one making the decisions. Not me, you know, but he's, like, oh, I couldn't handle it. Well, oh, okay. Well, you know what? I can't handle it either.
0: But I did because I didn't but have I- a choice. How old were you when you had to do that? I was 31 years old. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah.
1: And here in on December 16th, actually December 17th, I will have outlived my mother in age-wise. Mm-hmm. So like I've really been, it's kind of been a a roller coaster getting to that, you know, like Okay. So I've outlived her. So I'm going to be happy. Cause God, I do not want to do that to my children ever. Right. You know, I, I want to be around for them for as long as I can, because, and I tell them all the time too. I'm like, you girls, you better, you better take care of yourselves because God's a bit if anything happened to you, they are going to have to lock me up. I can't handle anymore. Right. So you better take care of yourselves.
0: You know, <laughs> it's like, you yeah. don't ever put me in that situation. No, and I, so, under, yeah. I understand it's because fun. going through it once is is enough for anybody to have to deal with that. But if you would have to <clears throat> do that more than once, I cannot even imagine what that would be like. Yeah, it's tough.
1: It's no fun. So it's and my best friend Terry was was there with me when my mom died, of course. Mm-hmm. Cause she dropped me off at the hospital and she had just had a baby. So she was back home Well, she came to pick me up when it was over. And I went back, I went to my dad's house and sister to tell them. And they're like, well, aren't you going to stay here with us? We need you. And Terry's like, no, she needs um, Some to be by time. herself. She needs yeah. to take care of herself. Yeah. You know, and she's like, no, no, she's not staying here with you. She's going to go home. She's going to my house and I'm going to take care of her because somebody needs to, because you're not doing it.
0: Right. Absolutely. It was was rough. Absolutely. So So I know um, that you did something in your life that I find highly interesting. And I really, really want to know, like how you got into it. How in the heck did the roller derby thing come about? <laughs> okay, so
1: when I was on my destruction path, um, I went to Alaska. I was like, okay, I'm going to go for a visit to Alaska. And because I, I had a aunt up there, my dad's sister, who's nine years older than me. And I was like, I'm going to go to Alaska. So I went to Alaska and I ended up getting a job there. Uh, as a caregiver running a running a home and I don't know if you've ever been to Alaska but uh, in the the winter time it's dark
0: all the time it's very dark (laughs) you know
1: yeah so and I went to the grocery store and I saw a a bulletin that said you know the derby thing and I was like okay I'm going to try that because then I figured that I can get out I can meet people I can you know so um That's what I did. I joined the roller derby (laughs) and it was awesome. (laughs) It was so much fun. If you're able to get your energy and your anger and all that stuff out, it was a lot of fun. I was, um, I lived at the North pole in Alaska. It was called North pole by Santa Claus's house. And we were (laughs) the, um, what were they, what were we called? I can't remember the name now for some reason. Oh, my gosh. Well, oh, Babes in Toyland. We were Babes in Toyland, okay? And my name was Santa's Mistress. I was Santa's Mistress was my derby name. And um, it was so much fun. And my aunt is like, you know, Santa's monogamous. I'm like, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> and he thought it was great. Santa Claus thought it was wonderful he would always take pictures with me when, you know, we would go to functions and stuff. It was great. Of course I would not recommend it to anybody when you are in your late forties. <laughs> I was just
0: going to say, I would have so many broken <laughs> bones and stuff, but please especially don't try that over the age of 50.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And, um, A lot of the girls were older though. Like one of the the main girl, she was, I think she's probably my age, maybe a couple years younger than me, but, and she was awesome. She could do all the low and flips and all that good stuff. I, not so much, but um, I ended up having to get neck and spine surgery when I came back home to Arizona
0: Oh, from falling too
1: many times, (laughs) (laughs) but it was so much fun. I mean, I wish I would have done that when I was younger. I think that would have probably helped a lot. But you know, so I highly recommend
0: things happen um, in life when they're supposed to. And I honest to God believe that you finding that at that particular time was your therapy. That is exactly what you needed at that time to get out all of that anger and the pain and everything else that you were going through
1: right I'm sorry you got hurt though absolutely
0: that's okay it was fun (laughs) it was (laughs) it was was well worth it right
1: (laughs) yeah I still have all my gear too and I would love to put it on and try to skate but I'm too scared now I'm gonna give it to my granddaughter
0: i'm the same way yeah my husband and i joke about that all the time because like um our son wants to go skydiving and he's like he looked at me and he said can you imagine like you and i skydiving at our age i'm like no because i would go to land and literally every bone in my body would break no <laughs> <laughs> i'm risk. oh first gosh now. <laughs> skydiving at right Right. risk adverse as an adult yeah now if i was younger yeah definitely i would do a lot more crazy stuff because i've done a lot of crazy things in my life but yeah at my age i'm i don't i don't do things like that anymore
1: (laughs) yeah i'm lucky i have to be very careful just walking down the stairs now exactly (laughs) you know (laughs) i'm so klutzy my husband my husband always makes fun of me. We went to uh like the monster trucks one time and we I was we were with another couple and I fell in the middle of the road in the crosswalk, right? And he just turns around and he's like, seriously? And they're like, Oh my gosh, Kim, are you okay? And they're trying to help pick me up and he's like, She does it all the time. It's okay. She's fine. It's <laughs> like,
0: Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so it's so funny because um I love to be able to laugh at like things like that now and, and things that I try to do simple stuff, even like uh, chasing an ice cube across the kitchen floor on the tile, you know, and it's almost like a sport for me now. And I'm like, and you know, or like trying to swat a fly one time. And I thought I would be cute because it was on our ceiling and I was like, okay, I'm going to stand on the bathtub and get the fly swatter and, and smack this fly off of the ceiling. And I, I stood up there, my knee gave out, I fell on the floor and I just like rolled around on the floor because I was having trouble (laughs) getting my joints joints to work to get me back up on (laughs) my feet. And I'm just laying on the floor, just laughing. of course my knee is like messed up and my whole, cause I hit the tub on the way down. So my shin is like extremely bruised and it's hurting, but I am literally- laying on the floor laughing like a hyena just because i couldn't get my choice to work (laughs) right
1: (laughs) yep and you gotta laugh at yourself because if you don't then
0: exactly exactly and you know what laughing is good therapy too so even though shitty things happen try to find the humor and stuff because it really 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 will help you Tremendously.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So my I love me- I love that kind of laugh where you just
0: Yeah. Belly laugh. Where
1: you laugh so hard you're crying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah And that's kind of
0: like um, you know, we had just gone to Denver for the podcast meetup, and I swear to you, I have never laughed so hard in my entire life. All of my muscles and my gut were so sore just from laughing. I was like I came home and I'm like, Ooh, man, I feel like I've had like a massive workout. I just need to like sit on the couch and recover
1: for
0: for a couple of days. <laughs> Colorado is beautiful. Yeah. It it uh the you know, going to Denver was not my favorite place I've ever been because uh what I saw of it was really like dreary and ugly and just blah but off in the distance you could see like the mountains and stuff like that and that's kind of more my thing I'm not a I'm not a fan of big city stuff I guess and that's pretty much any, any state like I don't find much beauty inside a city I would rather be like out away from things so I guess Absolutely. that's age too, because like traffic and things annoy me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's bad. That's why I don't carry a gun on me. I would end up shooting somebody because they're just <laughs> pissing me off. Do, anybody <laughs>
0: listening, don't give him a gun. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No, my husband's like, I
1: think you need to start carrying a gun. Things might get crazy. I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea. I might kill somebody because they pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> cut me off or something
0: stole my parking spot road <laughs> <laughs> rage so lovely yeah. I I want to say again um how proud I am of you and how much I just adore you and thank you so much for coming on today just to talk to me and to to get your story out there It's so much appreciated because I think there's a message in that literally for anybody listening is that you can definitely overcome and grow and learn through trauma and through the trauma process and don't give up, like never give up and never let it get the best of you because you will come out the other side.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if anybody out there needs a friend, you can talk to me. I will always chat with somebody Mm -hmm. to
0: give them encouragement. Yeah, absolutely. And I thank
1: you so much for inviting me on this. It was, it's awesome.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. And like I said, I'm so, I'm so blessed and so thankful that you came on because you have such an important message to share And I don't know why I just knew that that was going to be like something that people needed to hear. So I appreciate that. And where can people find you at my dearest?
1: Well, on Instagram, I I have a Facebook, but I don't really get on that a whole lot. So basically Instagram Mm -hmm. and maybe TikTok someday.
0: And where can they where can they find you at on Instagram?
1: At Kim Dugan, it's K Y M D U G A N.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, she's definitely worth the follow because, like I said, her posts and her stories are very funny. Um, you always have good information to share as well. So, do you have any final words for people today? Just don't give up.
1: Life is worth living. Bad things will happen, but it's okay because it
0: makes you a better person. Yep, absolutely. It makes you stronger and way, way more um, human than you know. And it makes you grow a whole lot more. So yes, I think it's extremely absolutely. So again, my dear, thank you so much for. taking the time out of your day to be with me and to share your story um i adore you and we will have many more conversations to come so for me and for Ken, i look forward to it everybody have a wonderful day and we'll see you soon have a good one